Hello and welcome to another Who's He video podcast. After the excess of the previous vidcast, this time it's back to more ordinary fare, concentrating on a single topic. So without further ado, the title for this vidcast is, well, here we go again. So, Peter Capaldi is leaving the role of the Doctor. As much as I'm in denial about this, it's not really come as a surprise. After months of willy or won't he, he finally told the public on the Joe Wiley show on BBC Radio 2 that it was time to hand over the keys to the TARDIS to someone else. Yep, the three series and outrule for the lead actor has struck again, as he's followed in the footsteps of David Tennant and Matt Smith. But why is this? When Tennant and Smith announced they were leaving, it felt that the time was right. Tennant's time in the TARDIS seemed to run out of steam with the lacklustre end of time, and Matt Smith's tenure seemed to become a little self-indulgent and run a very fine line of being either smug or brilliant. But Peter Capaldi? With 2016 being the year of no Doctor Who, it certainly doesn't feel from my point of view that the time is right for Peter Capaldi to move on. Now, I know we've got his final series starting this spring and he is in fact still the Doctor, but it only feels like five minutes ago since he exclaimed... Kidneys! How can you kidneys? I don't like the colour. So I think there was a lot of mileage left in the interpretation of the character. But this leads me into the title of this vidcast. Well, here we go again. As soon as the lead actor announces they're leaving Doctor Who, the press immediately starts the usual predictions of who is going to take over the lead role and speculations of why the actor quit the role in the first place. So when Capaldi announced he was leaving, the press certainly didn't disappoint. But before I touch on the lead role predictions, there has been some speculation, as you would expect, as to why Capaldi quit. Now, it's well documented that Peter Capaldi is a lifelong fan of the show and understood what the character was all about. And to show how popular the decision was to cast him, you only have to see the audience reaction from 2013 when he was announced as the 12th Doctor. Hello. What have we here? It's some foxes. Look at them. Scratching away at themselves with their fur, absolutely riddled with fleas and ticks. A little known fact about foxes is that they often burrow their way to the Earth's core. Like this one here. There he goes to be burnt alive in magma. Now watch the one that's left behind. He knows what's happened to his friend and is now grief-stricken. This sends him mad. Look at him, chasing his own tail like a loony. Foxes can chase their own tails for days on end, which often ends with the little foxy noses wedged firmly in their anus. Uh-oh. This one realises he's being filmed and now feels like an utter twat. You see, we all felt like it was a safe pair of hands was taking over. But when Series 8 aired, a series that on the whole I loved, the audience reaction to his take on the Doctor was mixed to say the least. A lot of people had difficulty with his abrasive and dismissive Doctor, especially after the more cuddly and audience-friendly 10th and 11th Doctors. But to other people, this was a welcome return to the Doctor of old, especially William Hartnell's first Doctor, after the perceived silliness of uh, Tennant and Smith. So by the time Series 9 came along, Capaldi's Doctor had mellowed somewhat, but the abrasiveness was still there. 
So even as his take on the character had developed and grown and the edges of the character had been smoothed somewhat, audiences still appear to be undecided on him. However, the one thing that everyone agreed on is that Peter Capaldi is a fantastic and brilliant actor. So people look to lay the blame for his Doctor not being very popular on the scripts. Yes, everyone blames Stephen Moffat, who I actually think is blameless. Let's not forget he's also leaving the show at the same time as Capaldi, and I think it's the right time for him to leave, as he's now overseeing two Doctors, and my personal opinion that he has tried his best to deliver a show that has constantly changed, and it keeps the audience on its toes. But maybe that's why audiences didn't take too well to Capaldi's Doctor. Perhaps the stories were too radical for some. Though it does appear that the main criticism is that Moffat recycles the same scripts and ideas, which again I do not agree with. Though another factor is the scheduling of the show itself. With the scheduling for Series 8 all over the place on BBC One, and while the scheduling for Series 9 was more consistent, but still on far too late, it did feel that Doctor Who was playing second fiddle to Strictly Come Dancing on the BBC. There is also the fact that audience figures have declined for Doctor Who. While the way people watch TV has drastically changed, as we all know, and most audience figures for most TV shows have dropped also, it cannot be ignored that Doctor Who is no longer the sit-down, must-watch show of old, and this should in part be blamed on the poor scheduling of the last two series. So while Peter Capaldi has stated that the reason he's moving on, that it's the right time for him to go, the other opinion in the press is that he was pushed due, uh, due to the falling popularity of the show. Remember, not so long ago, there was the rumour that the BBC wanted to go back to the glory years of Tennant, whatever that means, and wanted to return to the younger Doctor and Lovestruck companion combination again, and to shift more merchandise. Now, all of this is pure speculation, though once that rumour is out there, it won't go away, uh, despite the fact it's more than likely pure BS. It will continue to be asked until Capaldi or Moffat confirm or deny the story. So whatever reason he's leaving, I for one am absolutely gutted he is going. I think he's the best actor we've had in the role, period. And to be honest, I'm really going to miss him. But we have Series 10 to come in the spring and the Xmas special before he bails out. So we have another year of the 12th Doctor to look forward to. Though it will be a bitter pill to swallow knowing that this is his last series. So, with the rumours abound as to why Capaldi is leaving, this also goes hand in glove with the who's going to play the 13th Doctor rumours. Well, this causes just about everyone to go into meltdown. Will it be a person of colour? Will it be a woman? Will it be a white, another white male? And so on and so on. Now, I'm not going to go into the debate on this vidcast as to whether the next Doctor should be this, that or the other, as at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. The important thing is that the right person is cast. And they must have ginger hair. Yes, they must. I don't care who they cast, but they must have ginger hair. Now, I've not been impressed with the choices of actor that the press have been speculating on, as none of them have ginger hair. I don't think it's about time the Doctor was ginger. So let's just look at some of these non-ginger actors that the press is hyping up to be the next Doctor, and the improvement that being ginger would bring. Ben Whishaw. Nah, not like this. Ah, that's more like it. Far more Doctory. Olivia Coleman. No, no, no. Ginger, yes, luxuriant redness. Chris Marshall, too goofy looking. Now that's the era of sophistication that the role demands. Rory Kinnear, oh come off it, he's nearly as bald as me. But with what's left of his hair as ginger, bingo! Miranda Hart, too upper class. Now that's a more down to earth look that's in touch with a common person. 
David Tennant. Really? People have got no imagination, have they? But Ginger, it would be like a totally different doctor. Richard Iodi, Morris Moss, too geeky. But now he's a sex god. Damien Lewis, oh for God's sake, oh hang on a minute, he's Ginger. So there you have it. There's no argument now, I think you'll find. For too long have the rights of Ginger's been ignored or been the subject of jokes. But the silent majority will be silent no more. I demand a Ginger doctor now, as it's my indignant self-righteousness as a Doctor Who fan to insist on this. So if I see that they cast a non-Ginger actor in the role, that's it. I'll be done with Doctor Who forever, as I will not watch a show that discriminates against redheads. It's Gingerist. So come on, Mr. Chibnall. I know you're a long way off of appointing the next actor, but stand up for gingers, redheads, Duracells, copper knobs and carrot tops across the world. And if you really can't find the right red-headed actor, just dye their bloody hair. Or give me a call. See you next time.